Welcome to the Maestro Circe podcast, where English learners from all over the world learn American English. Are you an English learner? Is learning American English important to you? My name is Juan Elvis Circe, Masters of Arts in English and Masters of Arts in Teaching and Learning, nicknamed by my English learner students as Maestro Circe. I've been teaching English in California for over 30 years. I'm currently a public school teacher and a community college English as a Second Language instructor in Southern California, United States of America. I have created a free five-year online English course, as well as many online websites and resources for English learners from all over the world. With your investment of time, positivity, hard work, and determination, you too can become more fluent in the English language. This podcast will help you improve your American English comprehension and communication skills. Welcome aboard. Welcome to Episode 7 of the Learn American English with Maestro Circe podcast. Today, we'll cover three different topics. Number one, we will learn about careers and jobs in the United States of America. In particular, we're going to focus on chefs and head cooks. Number two, We will learn about different countries of the world, and we will focus today on Albania. And finally, for number three, we're going to look at one of America's uh, greatest holidays and celebrations, Valentine's Day. Okay, are you ready to begin? Let's get started. English learners, Would you like to learn about different careers and jobs in the United States of America? We have a great educational website for you, www.usacareers.club. Learn about over 100 American careers, work environments, salaries, and job outlooks. Please visit www.usacareers.club. Welcome to Careers and Jobs in the USA number four, Chefs and Head Cooks. Learn about careers and jobs in the United States of America and improve your American English with Maestro Circe. What Chefs and Head Cooks do? Chefs and Head Cooks typically do the following check the freshness of food and ingredients, supervise and coordinate activities of cooks and other food preparation workers, 
develop recipes and determine how to present dishes, plan menus and ensure the quality of meals, inspect supplies, equipment and work areas for cleanliness and functionality, hire, train and supervise cooks and other food preparation workers, order and maintain an inventory of food and supplies, monitor sanitation practices and follow kitchen safety standards. Chefs and head cooks use a variety of kitchen and cooking equipment, including step-in coolers, high-quality knives, meat slicers, and grinders. They also have access to large quantities of meat, spices, and produce. Some chefs use scheduling and purchasing software to help them in their administrative tasks. Chefs who run their own restaurant or catering business are often busy with kitchen and office work. Some chefs use social media to promote their business by advertising new menu items or addressing customer reviews. Chefs and head cooks types. Executive chefs, head cooks, and chefs de cuisine are responsible primarily for overseeing the <clears throat> operation of a kitchen. They coordinate the work of sous chefs and other cooks who prepare most of the meals. Executive chefs also have many duties beyond the kitchen. They design the menu, review food and beverage purchases, and often train cooks and other food preparation workers. Some she executive chefs primarily handle administrative tasks and may spend less time in the kitchen. Sous chefs are a kitchen second in command. They supervise the restaurant cooks, prepare meals, and report results to the head chefs. In the absence of the head chef, sous chefs run the kitchen. Private household chefs typically work full-time for one client, such as a corporate executive, university president, or diplomat, who regularly entertains as part of his or her official duties. Chefs and head cooks, work environment and work schedules. Chefs and head cooks work in restaurants, hotels, private households, and other food service establishments. All of the cooking and food preparation areas in these facilities must be kept clean and sanitary. Chefs and head cooks usually stand for long periods and work in a fast-paced environment. Some self-employed chefs run their own restaurants or catering businesses, and their work can be more stressful. For example, outside the kitchen, they often spend many hours managing all aspects of the business to ensure that bills and salaries are paid and that the business is profitable. Injuries and illnesses. Chefs and head cooks risk injury in kitchens, which are usually crowded and potentially dangerous. Common hazards include burns from hot ovens, falls on slippery floors, and cuts from knives and other sharp objects. But these injuries are seldom serious. 
To reduce the risk of harm, workers often wear long sleeve shirts and long slip, non-slip shoes. Work schedules. Most chefs and head cooks work full-time, including early mornings, late evenings, weekends, and holidays. Many chefs and head cooks work more than 40 hours a week. Chefs and head cooks. How to become one. Part 1. Most chefs and head cooks learn their skills through work experience. Others receive training at a community college, technical school, culinary arts school, or four-year college. A small number learn through apprenticeship programs or in the armed forces. Education. Although post-secondary education is not required for chefs and head cooks, many attend programs at community colleges, technical schools, culinary arts schools, and four-year colleges. Candidates are typically required to have a high school diploma or equivalent to enter these programs. Students in culinary programs spend most of their times in kitchens uh, pr practicing their cooking skills. Programs cover all aspects of kitchen work, including menu planning, food sanitation procedures, and purchasing and inventory methods. Most training programs also require students to gain experience in a commercial kitchen through an internship or apprenticeship program. Work experience in a related occupation. Most chefs and head cooks start by working in other positions, such as line cooks, learning cooking skills from the chefs they work for. Many spend years working in kitchens before gaining enough experience to be promoted to chef or head cook positions. Chefs and Head Cooks, How to Become One, Part 2, Important Qualities. Business Skills. Executive chefs and chefs who run their own restaurant need to understand the restaurant business. They should know how to budget for supplies, set prices, and manage workers so that the restaurant is profitable. Communication Skills. Chefs must communicate their instructions clearly and effectively to staff so that customers' orders are prepared correctly. Creativity. Chefs and head cooks need to be creative in order to develop and prepare interesting and innovative recipes. They should be able to use various ingredients to create appealing meals for their customers. Dexterity. Chefs and head cooks need excellent dexterity, including proper knife techniques for cutting, chopping, and dicing. Leadership skills. Chefs and head cooks must have the ability to motivate kitchen staff and develop constructive and co cooperative working relationships with them. Physical stamina. Chefs and head cooks often work long shifts and sometimes spend entire evenings on their feet overseeing the preparation and serving of meals. Sense of taste and smell. Chefs and head cooks must have a keen sense of taste and smell in order to inspect food quality and to design meals that their customers will enjoy. Time management skills. Chefs and head cooks must efficiently manage their time 
and the time of their staff. They ensure that meals are pre prepared correctly and that customers are served on time, especially during busy hours. Chefs and Head Cooks Training, Licenses, Certifications, and Registrations Some chefs and head cooks train on the job, where they learn the same skills as in a formal education program. Some train in uh, mentorship programs, where they work under the direction of an experienced chef. Executive chefs, head cooks, and sous chefs, who work in upscale restaurants, often have many years of training and experience. Chefs and head cooks also may learn through apprenticeship programs sponsored by professional culinary institutes, industry associations, or trade unions. Some of these apprenticeship programs are registered with the U.S. Department of Labor. Apprenticeship programs generally last two years and combine instruction and on-the-job training. Apprentices typically receive about 2,000 hours of both instruction and paid on-the-job training per year. Courses typically cover food sanitation and safety, basic knife skills, and equipment operation. Apprentices spend the rest of their training learning practical skills in a commercial kitchen under a chef's supervision. The American Culinary Federation accredits more than 200 academic training programs at post-secondary schools and sponsors apprenticeships around the country. The basic qualifications required for entering an apprenticeship program are as follows. Minimum age of 17, high school education or equivalent, Licenses, Certifications, and Registrations Although not required, certification can show competence and lead to advancement and higher pay. The American Culinary Federation certifies personal chefs in addition to various levels of chefs, such as certified sous chefs or certified executive chefs. Certification standards are based primarily on work-related experience and formal training. Minimum work experience for certification can range from about six months to five years, depending on the level of certification. Chefs and head cooks pay. The median average uh, annual wage for chefs and head cooks was $53,380 in May 2020. The median wage is the wage at which half the workers in an occupation earned more than the amount, that amount, and half earned less. The lowest 10% earned less than $30,300, and the highest 10% earned more than $90,790. The level of pay for chefs and head cooks varies greatly by region and employer. Pay is usually highest in upscale restaurants and hotels, where many executive chefs work, as well as in major metropolitan and resort areas. Most chefs and head cooks 
work full-time and often work early mornings, late evenings, weekends, and holidays. Many chefs and head cooks work more than 40 hours a week. Chefs and head cooks job outlook. Employment of chefs and head cooks is projected to grow 6% from 2019 to 2029, faster than the average for all occupations. Income growth will result in greater demand for high-quality dishes at a variety of dining venues. As a result, more restaurants and other dining places are expected to open to satisfy consumer desire for dining out. Consumers are continuing to demand healthier meals made from scratch in restaurants, in cafeterias, in grocery stores, and by catering services. To ensure high-quality dishes, these establishments are increasingly hiring experienced chefs to oversee food preparation. Job Prospects Job opportunities should be best for chefs and head cooks with several years of work experience in a kitchen. Many job openings will result from the need to replace workers who leave the occupation. The fast pace, time demands, and high energy levels required for these jobs often lead to a high rate of turnover. There will be strong competition for jobs at upscale restaurants, hotels, and casinos where the pay is typically highest. Workers with a combination of business skills, previous work experience, and culinary creativity should have the best job prospects. Chefs and Head Cooks Summary 2020 Median Pay $53,380 per year, $25.66 per hour. Typically entry level, typical entry level education, high school diploma or equivalent. Work experience in a related occupation, five years or more. Number of jobs 2019, 148,700. Job Outlook 2019-2029, 6%, faster than average. Employment Change 2019 to 2029, 9,500. English learners, would you like to learn about the world and improve your English reading skills? We have a great educational website for you at www.worldfacts.club. Our website includes articles with text, audio, and video recordings to help you improve your English reading comprehension skills. Please visit www.worldfacts.club. Albania, learn English with Maestro Circe. English learners can now learn about Albania and improve English comprehension and communication skills with Maestro Circe. Here are some basic facts about Albania. Albania is a country located in southeastern Europe, bordering the Adriatic Sea and Ionian Sea, between Greece to the south and Montenegro and Kosovo to the north. 
Albania has a total area of 28,748 square kilometers and is the 144th country in the world in size. Albania's capital is Tirana, and the country is organized into 12 separate counties. Albania's national holiday is Independence Day also known as Flag Day, celebrated every 28th of November, based on the event in 1912 when Albania gained independence from the Ottoman Empire. Albania has a mild-tempered climate with cool and wet winters and hot and dry summers. The Albanian national symbol is a black double-headed eagle, and the national colors are red and black. Here are some facts about Albania's population and demographics. Albania's population was estimated at 3,088,385 as of July 2021, ranked as the 136th in the world. The main languages spoken in Albania include Albanian, 98.8%, Greek, 0.5%, and others. Albania's main religions include Muslim at 56.7%, Roman Catholic at 10%, and Orthodox at 6.8%. Albania's total population literacy rate is at 98.1%, consisting of males at 98.5 literacy and females at 97.8 literacy. Here are some facts about Albania's economy. Albania's GDP per capita was $13,965 in 2019, ranking it as number 118 in the world. Albania's unemployment estimated rate in 2019 was 5.83%. Albania's population below the poverty line in 2012 was estimated at 14.3%. Here are some facts about internet use in Albania. Albania's internet country code is .al. There are an estimated 2,196,613 internet users in Albania, meaning that approximately 71.85% of the population are connected to the internet. Here are some facts about illicit drugs in Albania. Albania is an active transshipment point for Southwest Asian opiates, hashish, and cannabis transiting the Balkan road. Here are Maestro Circe's thoughts about Albania. Albania is one of the poorest countries in Europe. Certain things must improve so that Albania may thrive. As the economy will develop as well as the energy and transportation infrastructure, the country will benefit and become more likely a part of the European Union. Unfortunately, Communism left its dark mark of political corruption in Albania, and that has to be addressed as well. English learners, would you like to improve your English reading skills? We have a great educational website for you at www.usareading.club.
On our free website, you can read along with text, audio, and video recordings to improve your English skills. Please visit www.usareading.club. Valentine's Day occurs every February the 14th. Valentine's Day has roots in several different legends that have found their way to us through the ages. One of the earliest popular symbols of the day is Cupid, the Roman god of love, who is represented by the image of a young cherub with bow and arrow, bow and arrow. Valentine's Day is named after a Roman martyr named Valentine. Actually, there are two Valentines in the history of Roman martyrs. One was a Christian priest who lived around 300 AD. He had been thrown in prison for his teachings and for refusing to worship the Roman gods. He also supposedly cured the jailer's daughter of her blindness. On February 14th, this Valentine was beheaded. As the story goes, the night before he was executed, he wrote the jailer's daughter a farewell letter, signing it from your Valentine. The other Valentine was an Italian bishop who lived at about the same time. It is believed that he was imprisoned because he secretly married couples contrary to the laws of the Roman emperor. Young men were forbidden to marry until they had served as soldiers. This Valentine was also reportedly beheaded, becoming a martyr for the cause of love. Around February 14th, there was a yearly Roman holiday, Lupercalia, held near the caves of Lupercal, the place where the mythical founders of Rome, Romulus and Remus, were nursed as infants by a wolf. The date of this holiday, the association with fertility, and the belief that young men randomly chose the name of a young girl to escort to the festivities, may link to the ancient festival with Valentine's Day. The custom of choosing a sweetheart on this date spread throughout uh, Europe in the Middle Ages and then to the early American colonies. During the 1700s on Valentine's Day, young men wrote the name of their sweetheart on their sleeve, a practice that is probably the origin of the saying, wearing his heart on his sleeve. Throughout the ages, people also believed that birds picked their mates on February 14th. Whatever the odd mixture of origins, Valentine's Day is now a day for sweethearts. It is the day that you show your friend or loved one that you care. You can send candy to someone you think is special. Or you can send flowers, particularly red roses, which are the flowers of love. Most people send their valentines a greeting card. These greeting cards are also called valentines after the notes that one St. Valentine wrote from jail. Valentine's Day cards can be sentimental, romantic, and heartfelt. They can be funny and friendly. If the sender is shy, the valentine can be anonymous or signed your secret admirer. Americans of all ages love to send and receive valentines. Valentines are often heart-shaped or have drawings of hearts or cupid, 
the symbols of love on them. In some elementary schools, children bring or make valentines for all their classmates and put them in a large decorated box similar to a mailbox. On February 14th, the teacher opens the box and distributes the valentines to each student. After the students read their valentines, they have a small party with refreshments. Handmade valentines, often created by cutting hearts out of colored paper and decorating them with lace, ribbon, or other material, show that a lot of thought was put into making them personal. People often write a short rhyme inside a homemade valentine, such as, Roses are red, violets are blue, sugar is sweet, and so are you. For people of all ages, newspapers throughout the country have a Valentine's Day offer. Anyone can send in a message destined for a would-be sweetheart, a good friend, a son or daughter, a parent, an acquaintance, or even a spouse of 50 years. For a small fee, the message is printed in a special section of the newspaper on February 14th. Even if no one writes one for you, these messages are fun and heartwarming to read. They often include pet names such as Sugar Lump, Teddy Bear, Sweetie Pie, or Honey. People sometimes abbreviate words such as writing forever for forever. To my Sugar Lump, love you forever, your Teddy Bear. Glossary, Legends, a popular story, perhaps untrue, that is passed down through history. Cherub, a type of angel appearing as a young boy with wings. Martyr, a person who is killed chooses to die or suffer greatly for a cause or belief. Supposedly, according to some people, it is assumed to be true. Beheaded, to execute by having one head cut off. Executed, to put to death by an official order. Mythical, based on a traditional story or myth, or imagination. Nursed, to care for, to nourish or feed from the breast. Randomly, by chance, not in any order. Escort, to accompany, to go with or take to an event. Sleeve, the part of a shirt that covers the arms. Origin, beginning, source. Mates, male or female member of a pair. Sentimental, emotional, full of feeling. Heartfelt, sincere. Anonymous, without the sender's or author's name. Refreshments, light food and drink. Destined, to be intended for, to be received by a specific person or at a specific destination. Would be, possible, hope to be. Acquaintance, a friend, but not a close friend. Spouse, husband or wife. Fee, a payment required for a service. Pet names, phrase, sweet or endearing nickname. Special name given to a loved one.
you for being part of this week's podcast with Maestro Circe, where English learners from all over the world learn American English. I will be back with another educational podcast for English learners next week. Until then, feel free to visit my official online website at maestrocerci.com where you can access our internet radio, internet television, audio files, video recordings, English learner social network, numerous websites for English learners, as well as other recorded podcasts.